0: Marina. <laughs> okay, you're listening to the AK Mindset? Please beware of spoilers for shows such as One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, Mario Academia, Haikyuu, and others. If you're not caught with the manga yet, we advise you to listen carefully, and we hope you enjoy the show. Thank you.
1: The AK Mindset.
0: Yo, what's going, guys? We're back again with another episode of the AK Mindset. <laughs> We're excited for this one, as always. Um, today is a, is an interesting topic. Still, it's an interesting topic. I always want to talk about it because I've always been a guy that always liked villains, always liked antagonists for some reason. I was a weird kid. Can't like, oh, today we're talking about antagonists. What makes antagonists good? What makes a good antagonist? Not just villains in general, because you know, people just mistake villains to antagonists sometimes. Even though the villain can be antagonists, and this other antagonists are not necessarily villains, but that's what we're talking about today. But before that, with me today, we have our normal
2: co-host. We have Daniel yo yo what's going on people daniel here episode nine nine i believe of the podcast Soon to be ten consistency out but yeah we're talking antagonists <laughs> i'm excited to get into this one because i thought it was quite interesting when ed posed the question in our group chat so yeah let's get into it
0: and as always we have roger
2: hey
1: what's up guys i'm glad to be here as usual yeah lovely i can't wait for this discussion for a lot of things i feel like to
0: get get out there you know i hope you guys enjoy mm. of course of course of course um before we start the topic is there anything you guys have been watching that you know piqued your interest watching reading anime comics graphic novels anything we'll go with rizal first anything you've been watching or reading watching and
1: reading so um like even before this recording. I was talking to Daniel about catching up with ReZero. Um, ReZero, I lied. Eden Zero, <laughs> Eden Zero and like just like, been updating up now. To... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You know me. I'm I'm not going back to ReZero, even though I'm seeing. Do you know how many things I've seen this week? I, every time I open YouTube up, I will see a YouTube video of ah oh, why these these events in ReZero have been so sick, and I'm like, so you decide to be good as soon as I stop watching you like See, I you, me you come me? back? You're missing. You're missing. No, I'm not victim. coming back. They're trying to. <laughs> they're trying to tempt me to come back and watch it, but no, I won't. I won't be. I won't be persuaded. I'm going to stick to my guns out right there. That's but good. yeah, Eden. Um, Eden Zero has, especially the last um couple of ch- um chapters, have been really uh, just showcase great writing and storytelling, and I'm just i feel like i'm established in this journey before i was like oh let me just see what all this um conversation is about and is is this just a knockoff fairy tale like you know adaptation There's like this similarities and that but then really like jumping into the story man's invested and i'm like i'm definitely excited and for things i've been watching i didn't really watch loads of anime this um this week, but I did have to jump back on on my C, on my K drama. So season two of Love Alarm dropped, and
2: that's been wavy, man. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what about you, Daniel? Um. So for reading, I've I recently I was gonna I was gonna mention Awashi, but I'm actually gonna talk about this new sports manga that's like literally just started. Like chapter one drops yesterday. It's called Deep Free. It's got a black main character.
0: Yeah, that's, no, that's what I was going to talk about too.
2: Oh, <laughs> hey, great man, think I like. Listen, yeah, Deep you, Free, it's got potential. It's got really good potential. I'm very excited to for what it's going to see sh- uh, show, even. And I think I'll let you talk a bit more about it, Ed. But yeah, Deep Free, I really enjoyed th- those, that first chapter and second chapter too. I read two chapters. It was very good. And then for what I watched, you know me wonder egg priority wow we had oh, a recap bang, bang. episode last week so the streak ended But this episode they came back strong with my favorite character Nehru. we saw into Queen. her like her uh, mindset with her friend kotubuki and like we're getting a bit more information about what's going on with the world so that was always good and visuals are ost on point as always and i'm excited for the next episode but yeah very very strong week for wonder a priority
0: very good love to hear it. um yeah for me deep three um like tanya said it was a new new manga that came out i just saw and i was I hopped, I hopped onto it i was like yo this is the next wave you guys should watch it it's really good or read it rather it's really good i was like all right but let me see it i've been um, seeing the first episode um read the first chapter i mean and wow it's really good i mean there's not much to spoil but in case you don't want to know anything about it i suggest you listen carefully but it's about like Dennis said a black main character which is <laughs> amazing already i mean drew me in it's like what <laughs> black main character yes but basically a black main character who has a superstar dad and is trying to like um, you know, be like him or trying to bridge that gap. But um, obviously some bad things befall him and he's trying to basically overcome it and yeah, the story looks very interesting just from the very promising. first chapter. It's just it's, it's impressive. And I love the art. The art just reminds yeah. me of um, it reminds me of Slam Dog a little bit when he got better with mm. art. It was just it's pretty that's like it's pretty it's a pretty piece of artwork and yeah, you know, from Read it, read it. It's only two chapters, so it's not a problem about catching up. And if you need something new and you like sports genre, it's for you. And I've been watching, I'm um, sorry, reading Kengan Asher as well, or Kengan Omega rather. I've been still reading that, and it's, it's been good, yeah. Mm,
2: that's good. I read um, My,
0: chapter 80 this week, but I'm still trying yeah, to catch up. Still way really behind, but yeah, it's it's so good. I'm trying to stop myself because I don't want to catch up too quickly because I don't think I can do weekly for this for this That's series. What what you, you can do weekly, like one piece mm. I can do weekly, but this I don't know if I can do weekly. Is just I need it now. Everything the How whole How many story. chapters are out? Um, <laughs> hundred on one for Omega. Yeah, I think so, hundred or something. Mm. But yeah, Kengo Omega is good, and um, <laughs> I just have to say I'm just happy that this series had a part two because it's Kangin Nashua first before Kangan Omega. And I'm just happy this series continued. Um, I was going to appreciate the artist and the author for that. So yeah, but that's me. That's what I've been reading. I haven't watched anything, to be fair. Union's been Mm -hmm. kicking my ass, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm a manga guy. So that's what I've been reading. And yeah, that's it from me all right let's go straight into it i'm gonna start with actually let's start with not not really a list but just a few antagonists that comes to mind when we talk about like great antagonists people that come to mind obviously like i said before it doesn't have to be a villain like mm. for example perfect example is um volleyball haiku there's no villains in there obviously there's nobody literally killing yeah. anybody in there but obviously someone yeah. who goes against the goals of the protagonist so you can choose that person as an antagonist and everything is briefly written it is but um so any antagonist it doesn't matter the number five ten you want to go into detail why you like him or not but just a few antagonists you think wow this is a beautiful written antagonist and maybe say it made you start looking at antagonists differently because i know there's a couple of people that are like oh okay you don't just have to be a bad guy that, love, that loves chaos but you know you can I have foreign antagonists but um we'll go with daniel first any antagonist
2: that comes to mind um so when i was thinking about the question i was trying to go through my favorite antagonists and it's hard because i've read a lot of different series but i wrote a few i think i wrote a few names down so it makes it easier for me so the first person i wanted to talk about is how asakura from shaman king and he's got a lot of things in an antagonist that i like he's got charisma and power to back up what he's talking about whenever he's on the page he does as soon as he's introduced you can feel the power and the presence that's behind him as a person in this series you know when he's on the page he commands your respects you know that this guy he is a force to be reckoned with you don't want to mess with him it's almost Mm -hmm. a given why he has all these people behind him because they look at him and they understand immediately what he represents and just how he ties into the series, the relationships he has with our main characters and with Yo, like the whole history of that, that makes him good. And like his power as well, like it's just fire, but the way he uses it and like how we, when we get the history and understand what he had to do to get that power, it makes a lot more sense why he's that strong and then when we get the callback with Manta Mune that one of the characters from Shaman King that's that, that makes How a better character as well but I think the main thing for How is is his charisma and his the power yeah. you can you, whenever How's on the page I said it before you understand like this guy he's not a scrub he's not one of those villains where like because you get in some medias like I think with in the One Piece you've got Spandam. He's an antagonist, but he's a weak one where, like, it was more he was hiding mm-hmm. behind Lucci. But this guy, he's strong and he's an opposing force to our protagonists. And then another person I wanted to mention, just to contrast with, okay. like, an evil antagonist who doesn't really get redemption, um, Jack Atlas from Yu-Gi-Oh 5Ds. So he's kind of a guy who... <laughs> Who he, yes. he's not—he's not evil, but he's just like someone who's opposing you say. And Jack, he also has charisma, and he has these cool one-liners, and he's got a cool OST to back him up. Whenever Jack's dueling on his motorbike, like the OST, when you hear that OST, you can't help but get hyped because it's so powerful. Mm. You understand this guy is the duel king. You understand why he's the top duelist in that world. He plays with so much finesse, passion. You see the passion come through his dueling. And it's so it's such a thrill to see. So whenever him and Yusei are dueling, those are some of the best duels in the series just because of Jack. Jack has so much personality and like he contrasts Yusei so strongly. That's another thing that makes a good antagonist. Contrast. Someone who opposes the protagonist with like opposing characteristics. So then when you see the protagonist and tank encounter that person you see like the different behaviors they might exhibit because of the reactions that antagonist might get out of them because of how different or similar that they might be but yeah those are the two that come to mind when i'm talking about antagonists that i like there's always freezer um (laughs) cell because freezer freezer he's just he's just a prick but you can't help but not like freezer like freezer he's he's that guy from dragon ball Everyone likes to trash from Dragon Ball, but like, Frieza, he is that guy. Like, he's thus, I'm strong, you're a monkey, I don't have to respect you. I'm, and I, I can do what I want, because I'm Frieza. My dad said, your planet is mine, so I'm going to take it, and you guys are all beneath me. Like, he was beating up Krillin, Vegeta, Gohan. He, he had them on the ropes. Went for Everyone, free. Transformations to tell them I'm using one percent of my power. What are <laughs> te- you Yo, listen, me, I'm in despair. And then when he blew up f- Krillin, oh my days, yeah. And then it led to one of the best moments. But yeah, yeah. what about you guys? What do you, what are some of your favorite? antagonist yeah i'm gonna go next i'm gonna go next because it doesn't make
0: me laugh because he <laughs> <laughs> literally made the meme it was the, it was the beginning of me i'm only using one percent of the part i was looking at him like what but i can't lie yeah when i was watching dragon ball yeah and obviously people like make fun of him like um of dragon ball including me I can't lie mm. i've been slandering yeah, dragon Ball for the longest time but i think frieza was one of the first villains i'm like i hate you i don't like you for some reason mm. it's not just because no because some people like some sure shows like, oh, this is the bad guy, you're like, oh, I understand where he's coming from, it's not necessarily bad, but... But Freezer was just like, it was just, it's like, mm, first of all, you're ugly, you're short, <laughs> I hate your voice, and you're calling me a monkey, I don't like it. I was, I felt attacked, I can't lie, but was, Freezer was just, he was on court, he was just, his motivation was just like, you know what, I'm better than you, do it. It's like, do you have any, no, I'm better than you you monkey shut up i was like okay <laughs> so that sounds like okay the villains, villains um, range from place to place but one of my favorite villains of all time is makishima from psychopaths i don't know if you guys have i haven't read, watched, watched it fully but i know um, me neither Makishima was it was one of the, the villains i'm like yo <laughs> why am i liking the villain so much i don't understand you know because i was from since i was a little kid like a villain a bad guy you hate it then you love the main character because i think that's where my love for main character started because for some reason i just found myself defending main characters i'm defending naruto luffy Jugo, and even i don't like naruto that much as a main character but i'm still defending him it's like know what sakura is trash don't talk about naruto like that <laughs> but yeah but with him it's just it was just different it's like i kind of understand where it's coming from like what he's saying is making sense to me you know there's the memes like when the villains like starts talking and you're like what? I agree. I agree. I agree with him because mm-hmm. it's just—it's mad. Just the, what psychopath was like, very different. I mean, I felt like the main antagonist of psychopath was just the society, and the guy they made out to be the villain wasn't really a villain because society—society was just messed up. And yeah, from him, I was just like, yeah, I, 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 like him a lot. He's making sense. Sometimes I like him more than the main character. It was just that was one of the first antagonists. I was Like, okay. I, I think I like antagonists now. And I said um Haiku before, but um Oikawa and Oikawa yes, yes, was just yes. it was just different for me. I mean I love other characters as the um twins in the later series but in the latest seasons I mean but um but Oikawa was just the uh, it was the OG. It was just the opposition was like, um I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. And what for Frud, um for that he does so well, he goes into his um personal goals, his dreams, and for like almost sometimes he f- he feels like a protagonist because you want him to win so bad. Then you remember it's like oh wait, if you win, that means personal loses. are going home. And I don't like I don't know how it made me feel like that because I wanted him to win and lose at the same time. It was weird. I agree It's like I you. want him to go to the finals and beat Ishijima and go to the nationals. That's what I want. And yeah. As an antagonist, he was just really good, and he's skillful. I don't hate him. Yeah, once you make your um readers or watchers start liking an, a character, despite like if he's going against the main character, one of your favorite characters, that's I think that's master writing. And Oikawa does that beautifully. Then I think we have like the OGs like Eisen and Madara. I think Eisen was just the definition of like the cool bad guy. In the twist and the twists and turns were just shocking and he was just felt undefeatable until he got defeated but yeah aizen was good madara was good before you know what happened with <laughs> zetsu, <laughs> zetsu. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's the definition of a good main villain a bad main villain it's like madara they were off Kaguya. it's like night and day i think that's the definition of what we'll get into that later but yeah madara is good then hisoka i think hisoka is one of the as like yo I mean, Saka has been doing some soft stuff, but I still love him. He's just a great, great, great character. The guy's high in power. That's his motivation. He wants power and he wants to face people with oh, power. That That's in. it. He doesn't care if you're mm. a little kid or old man. He's addicted to power. That's why, I like. I defend him a lot because, you know, the. I like to call them internet babies. They see like a trend and just run with it. It's like, oh, Saka is... Uh, he's a pedophile, is a is he's like, did, did you guys watch the series? <laughs> I, I know it's a joke and everything, but people are taking it real serious. Like, oh, I can't believe you actually like this character. You're so supporting him. It's like, how are you going to cancel? Did you even watch the show? I'm I'm very confused. It's clear that Hisoka's, Yeah, but that's a different story from another time, but Hisoka is a really good, really good character. And um, when I read a little bit into the manga, I loved him even more. That was different, but... Um, yeah that's that's a few for me and them not because i have a long list i can go for ages but yeah Rigel. let's see the list before
1: before man even even starts i have to say you know after have to make it I have to be honest with the viewers after with you guys you know i thought this was going to be a pro tag in this <laughs> team <laughs> don't laugh at me but oh, dude. <laughs> On the fly, off it's the not top, man can about the, the subject, <laughs> but you don't. Know, so, so this is off the dome. Off, this is this is just pure, like unfiltered vigil. So, <laughs> let me begin. So, what for me, what really makes a uh, great antagonist is like moral complexity and how well you kind of support the storyline and. To see another perspective so as a reader or viewer you're not getting bored by um your um protagonist and their point of view of the world and stuff like that it's it has to be someone who equally challenges and is equally um like strong enough as a character to um to counter like everything that your um protagonist is doing i think individuals like um um Johan Leibert from Monster, who I is in the recent times I read. But he he just a uh, quality quality um antagonist and what he brings to the story with um like his complex morality and his his i feel like he's the typical kind of individual you expect to be because he has that that coldness that harshness and the way that the story portrays it him being very cunning highly intelligent and has like a great like talent for manipulation so i feel like that was one of like the the typical things you kind of look for um but depending obviously on the story and in monster he just gives uh he's like i think he fits like it fits the um the type of monster he's the monster that makes the story so much more engaging and interesting like you don't at no point do you feel that like as um at no point do you feel that protagonist could even get over this problem you feel like he is so far ahead of everybody who's trying to catch him and catch him out like he's intelligent and his his ability to survey what's happening throughout every scenario it feels like he was like 20 steps ahead of him in his little spoiler his demise you still felt like it was planned like it's, it's just so it's like it's just so mad so like like i said individuals like that definitely i think you can even say that is like cliche stereotypes of what you would see uh protagonists to be um but i think one of my favorite is um isabella from the promised neverland because she she's someone you wouldn't go out you would say obviously she is um an antagonist to the story, but it's someone that it's, it's very loose because you don't know where, don't know if it, it's a position that she has chosen or is it a position that she had to take up because of their situation regarding the farms and all of that. You know what I mean? And that complexity, that blurred line between those things, really engages, really engaged me as the reader, interviewer, because I'm like. I need to know. I need to. I need to see why, like, where Isabella really stands. Does she really, like, has she really lost her humanity? Does she really not really care about the future of the human race? Does she really believe in the cattle system that they have at the moment? You know what I mean? And as you go out throughout the story and how that progresses, you can, you, you, your mind changes. You need a, um, a antagonist that constantly changes the narrative and perspective that is shown you need someone that just keeps it you know fresh and she does that she's just amazing because at the beginning you just think oh she's stone cold she's just trying to trap these kids like there's there's no way she cares about these individual individuals then later down the line you find out wait no she she deeply loves these kids and it's unfortunate the position she had to take up like it's one of those is it's peak but it is what it is mm-hmm. and by the end when we have even though the end of promised neverland was a bit meh but you still get to see that she stands up and fights with them and those two um johan Liebert from monster and isabella from the promised neverland are
0: really like top tier for me antagonists those are two good picks definitely <laughs> very good picks yeah i'm still reading monster right now and i haven't got um, totally to you, monster but yeah oh he's my a... friend did i spoil it no no you didn't spoil it he didn't spoil did not I... um... spoil it no 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 but he's um john is a That's is cute. a is a definition of a he's a what's the what, what can i even use to explain this guy he's a nuisance bro that guy is not well in the head mm. and i love him <laughs> i just no love problem. him i think i love my antagonist <laughs> just slightly Max. The range, <laughs> but yeah, yes, the range. Very, he's a menace. Really? He's a menace. I said we love him. But we love him. Um, okay, we're gonna go talk about um basically what makes a good antagonist. You know, you guys have been touching on it a little bit, but we'll go into it fully. What makes a good antagonist? What things needs to be checked, Like, if you have a checklist for. Okay, I'm gonna like this as a main villain or well, no, it doesn't have to be a main villain of the story, but a main antagonist of the story. But what needs to happen for? each like okay this is a good antagonist and if this doesn't happen i don't think it makes a good antagonist um Mm -hmm. i'll go first Mm -hmm. um i think one thing that needs to happen to make him or him or her a good antagonist is um i feel like you have to have your own goals Mm because i feel like once an antagonist is too dependent on the protagonist then it just makes it so weak um i know people beef me every time i say this but Burley, even i love the the movie but
2: Brody was not a good antagonist for me, I feel. His motivations everything, like, huh? They tried to expand it with the whole, um. I guess him making friends with, was it, the green girl? Oh, yeah. Man, but, like, at the end We're of the day, like- man, man was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a beat-up Goku, because it was expanded upon from that, but, like, that was what it was. They did try to make him more of a character, mm. so it's yeah. more interesting, but, like, at the end of the day, them two were just scrapping. That's it. I mean, don't get me wrong, Broly was a good movie. Let's not let's not joke around, but it was compar- good the first. Look at Cell.
0: Look at Cell and compare him to Broly. True. Or even Freezer. Freezer is like it's that simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, they said this you guys belong to me, therefore you belong to me. So I'm gonna beat everyone up and block this place and you're not gonna do anything about it. Then the, the protagonist comes on and stops him. It's <laughs> fine. But Broly was just like, mm. you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna fight you why so i saw someone said that literally the reason probably started fighting goku is because goku made him cry when i was a baby <laughs> it just made me laugh but, <laughs> but I, I was looking mean. at it, it's like uh, it doesn't mean he's a bad character it's just well i think technically yeah. a bad character, but <laughs> but i was just like eh? no one uh, a character can be easily be a good character like or oh, an anti-hero he didn't he did not yeah. need him to make him the antagonist of the show and it's still gonna be good and it's just like when you come conv- the conviction is like a bit wish-washy i'm like eh i don't know because compared to most of one piece villains and i think one piece have good villains it gets underestimated a lot because you know people like to make fun of one piece a lot but look at crocodile or the flamingo they were doing the thing then the protagonist comes to interrupts like they have their own goals they have their own stuff to achieve like yeah the flamingo has a plan he needs to achieve, Crocodile has a plan he needs to achieve. Then he gets interrupted by Luffy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then it's like, you know what? A lot of people have come and gone, they didn't stop me. Who do you think you are? Before they find out, oh, wait, plot armor, especially with Crocodile. But I'm never gonna get into that, but yeah, so they have their own goals. So that's, what I think, you make a good antagonist. You need to have your own goals, you need to have your own motivation that's not reliant on the main character. For example, if you're if it's one piece, it can't be like, oh, I want to be the king of the pirate too, and Luffy wants to be the king of the pirate, and because he said that, I'm going to beef him, and that's how we're we'll fighting. I mean, that can be a good character, but I feel like the motivation is just not there compared to the flamingos. Like, yo, I faced things in place since what ten years ago. That's going to make me take over this country. It's going to make me lead them. I have stuff on the girl say that's going to make me like basically rule the world, and that's how I want to plan, and that's how I want to go forward meticulously i've planned it it's gone into plan then somebody comes and ruins my plan that makes a good villain because he has his plans he planned it up perfectly things were going well The protagonist comes in disrupts his plan then they're chill faced and ultimately he loses but i think for me you need to have your own yeah you need to have your own motivations you can't rely on the main character you can't rely on anyone to be a good villain like Oikawa, i say it again he wants to go to nationals he wants to be. Ishijima. ishijima is not the main character but that was yeah. his goal mm-hmm. that was his goal to mm-hmm. me he's not like oh and that's you, you know you brushed me off when we were walking down the hall and that means i don't like you and magically we got paired up to for him to go against each other in the quarterfinals. and i don't like you now no he has his own goal ishijima i want to beat him because look at the past he's been beating me for the longest time i can't go to nationals he's the one i need to pass so i need to beat him i don't care what you have to say get over my goal. I need to get past you so I can go to my let, goal.
1: Let me interject yes. real quick because man's, yeah. man's hearing that. Which I kind of agree with what you're saying with the you have to have your own goals. But obviously it depends on like the story because like when I think about it, like when you look at Erased, um, yeah. my guy, um, whoever his name was, um, he, um, you can see that his, um, in the end, his, his he, he as an antagonist was so tied up with satoru and that is that wasn't an issue because of how especially with the time and you know that how that story was told you know what i mean so it made mm-hmm. sense why his motivation and um his character and everything was tied to that individual because of the stakes and the situation and the fact that obviously during the story found him out and like and for that reason he felt like that was the only individual that understood him you know what i mean so for but like i hear that for
0: that, other though, stories but i feel like yeah so even with mm-hmm. that though it makes sense because i had a plan i had stuff i was doing it was going smoothly and you interrupted it now you're my main focus that makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense it makes more sense than you know what my dad should beat you up you know i'm gonna beat you up true but i feel like most villains are uh, we enjoy, even though like ut- ultimately, because you know it's the it's called Naruto. Obviously, Naruto is going to be the main focus for most villains. Like, like even look at the Akatsuki. we were going to target every um jinchuriki that ha- um every person has a jinchuriki in them, and it just happens to be that Naruto has a jinchuriki in them So we're going to go after it because we have a plan. Mm. And oh wait, he beat us. Now we're going to target you and everyone that's around you. It makes sense. So they had a plan someone like stopped them or interfered now that is the focus because oh, wait you did me dirty i'm gonna go after you now that makes sense i feel because he you had your own plans and the plans was interrupted now the, your plans has shifted a little bit from like your own goal to like focus on this guy but that's because the guy interrupted your plans in the first place so i think that's acceptable i'm not gonna complain at that because um the i forgot his name the main antagonist in erased was i, I loved him because he tough. was yeah, teacher. yeah teacher, <laughs> he was it's good. It's um, the way, and he was smart. Yashiro, and I love that. So, Haku, Yashiro. Yeah. Hmm. just Originally, let me use the word originally. Originally, you have to have your own goals and plans that okay. doesn't involve yeah. the main character. You don't necessarily know who the main character is. Your own goals, then obviously, eventually, your goals get stopped by the main character. Then maybe your goals change to like get. Feel, or like that, but at first, you need to have. I feel
1: like, like there's levels.
0: I feel like there's levels to the
1: um antagonist game, you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. Broly isn't up there as a strong do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. every antagonist has to be a well a good one. I mean especially depending on the series. Like some of them are just you're there for filler, you're there for you know oh, you're the oh. light work before we get serious. I'm not no, saying I'm Broly thinking... that. I'm not oh, I'm you it, saying. You know I, mean? I don't think you should have I mean, bad back 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 to in any West
2: series.
1: Caesar. Yeah, but you shouldn't. But you know, we there there is loads. You know, there's individuals in those like tiny little arcs between the big arcs where there's some lord like pesky antagonists that they just get over, like in some weird or unique way, you know what I mean? They're not really strong antagonists. They're there to serve a purpose as to transition. Like, do you know those transition antagonists?
2: Like, yeah, there's well, loads in there I think there's show. a like, difference. There's no... I was just going to say, that I think there's a difference between, like, um the main antagonists and then, like, I guess the, the secondary ones that don't have as important a role in the story. I wouldn't say, like, they're not as good. They can still yeah. be good. It's just they're not mm. the main focus in the story. So, I don't, I don't know i wouldn't say having i wouldn't say they're bad so i I wouldn't want to have bad antagonists in any part of my series no matter yeah. how big or small their role they play that's just me though. i mean if you look at it i mean one piece is like a i don't know maybe if we
0: example because it's a very massive series but crocodile and the flamingo were not the main antagonists of the series mm, they're the main antagonists of the was by chance that's transitional um antagonists basically because his main villains to him is the world government. Not even Akainu. The world government and Blackbeard for obvious reasons. Mm. So, Crocodile was just, you know what? I met a friend. You're disturbing know, my friend. I'm going to deal with you. i move on with my story. You're not even important to the story. Same thing with the Flamingo. So, that's why I think, like, the excuse of, you know, it doesn't have to be the most important. Yeah, but there's some series. You're not important. But, yeah, the characters are just so well-written that most people like characters anyway. And you're not even the main, ca- main villain. Yeah. I mean, look at zabza a lot of people love zabza mm, but he's sucks. not he was he was what how many episodes in or how many chapters in he was not the main he was nowhere near the main villain but still people liked him compared to wapo which everyone hates but he's still a transitional villain but it's just like he's yeah not necessarily terrible written but it's just not as good as the other ones
2: he's just annoying
0: but he did his yeah. job so i guess he did his job but you know when you're talking about great villains we're not going
2: to talk about wapo yeah. When, you're, when I'm talking about the He's not the I remember that. The flashback. exactly, exactly, so yeah, that's I think it. Springboarding off the question, what what I like to see in an antagonist? Um, I mentioned it before, charisma, or just what your personality is, depending on the series. So, like, if it's a sports series, I want to see. I guess if you're if you're opposing our team, I want to see a, a bit of something that makes you interesting, a quirk, something not, like, be a bit mm. deadpan, because this is something that people get on Damino Ace for with Furio, because he's a bit quiet and he's yeah. less reserved, but that's more because he's an upper, like, a contrast for Sawamura, so I understand why they wrote him like that, but when you get into mm. the series, you kind of see more things, more insights into his personality, which make him more interesting to me, and, like, why he's the, I guess, antagonist for Sawamura, but he's not... He's not like a, I guess, a villain, but he's an opposing force because he's the rival for that yeah. position. So p- charisma or personality, just having a quirk, something that makes you stand out, like something that I can identify with, like, okay, that's what you are. And then uh, following on from that, morals or beliefs. And this is where I feel like if you're going to have a villain where like we're going to sympathize with them or like they're just evil, I want their plans to have some sort of like cohesiveness like make sense to a certain degree. It doesn't have to make sense all the way but like I can see the idea because like in Avatar Korra people don't like Korra but because I've seen the complaint with Zaheer that he was a hypocrite and he in his beliefs and something yeah. about anarchy about mm. um when he wants to tear down the kings and queens of the world but With him and also with Amon, what I like about them and their beliefs is because of what was behind their beliefs, like all of what they were trying to do had credence to it. It's just that they were so, they went to the very extreme level where they went past what they were even trying to achieve and it got Um. distorted what they wanted to do. Like Amon, he wanted it so that in this city, the non-benders have just as much rights as the benders and they can be on the level um an equal playing field because at that point in time they weren't represented they weren't represented in the same light as um benders like we see it throughout the first season so but we have that contradiction where he's actually a water bender and he's hiding that this whole time and people don't like that but i actually i actually love that because he's a bender and he understands the damages what benders can do do, you, yeah. Do and it, yeah. and what he what they can inflict on people, especially those who don't have the ability to bend. So he's gone so far in, so he's like, Okay, everyone should just be a non bender and that way we won't have um a problem anymore. But that's just one solution and it's a very wrong solution. Like mm. there's other ways to answer that problem. And with here, he's like, Okay, in the Earth Kingdom the Earth Queen is corrupt and the way we should get rid of this chaos is the natural order of things we should just get rid of kings and queens and let the people rule themselves which mm-hmm. has credence we see in different systems they have like no kings and queens prime ministers presidents so mm-hmm. we can have the dem- democracy but he the way he went to achieve to set the people free to give them their voice was wrong because we saw when he killed the Earth Queen. Yeah. It just descended into chaos. People were ransacking the palace, stealing, and then he even admits he sees and that's another thing why I like to hear is he understood that what he did way how he went about it was wrong because of the consequences and what he actually acknowledges, yeah, I was wrong to kill the Earth Queen at that point in time because of the repercussions and what it led to in season four with Kavira rising to power. So I think i like I like it when the villains go to the extreme and they have um credence to the ideas It's just when they when it gets distorted and seeing that point where they distort their ideas is very interesting because there's always with the villains that have um when the author is trying to make you sympathize with them or trying to explain yeah. to you how they got to this point it's always interesting to see the breaking point for each character depending on the story. Like if I'm talking about My Hero spoilers, if you haven't read up to, I think it's like chapter 240 or season five, when you see Shigaraki's backstory and you see the, (laughs) what made him, the events that led him to becoming this guy of Tamiru Shigaraki, you understand how he became this guy because he didn't have the people around him to support him to i guess divert him from going on this rough path he's his breaking point was reached and now that's a point he can't go back from and Mm -hmm. i think um horakoshi did a really good Mm -hmm. job of displaying the breaking point for shigaraki as an antagonist and it makes sense and also in jujutsu kaisen ghetto if you've read um the star plasma arc you you really see the tug and war between good and evil black and white how His ideals were here and then they've changed and they're becoming more confused. Mm -hmm. And then he comes to this conclusion where he's like, okay, no, I'm going to reject what I want to believe because he's reached that breaking point. So I feel like if you want to make a good antagonist or depending on the type of antagonist you want to make, you need to be sure of what you want them to do. Because if they're just going to be evil, that's fine. Because like people love Dio. They love Dion. He's just evil for evil's sake. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have anything really deep behind him. He's just. He's just a prick. Like he yeah. burned the dog yeah. in, and he was beating up um, Jonathan and Frieza. People love Frieza. We mentioned it before. Yeah. But if you want them, if you want us to sympathize with them, they, it has to make sense. Like I can't think of a bad antagonist right now, but like I'm, I'm pretty sure we can. Maybe if we talk about it later. But like, if it doesn't yeah, make I, sense, people aren't that. gonna care.
1: We know that if there was a bad antagonist, we definitely drop the series immediately because mm-hmm. he's sticking with that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. what I say. I feel the reason we don't, like, when we say, okay, name a bad antagonist, we don't, like, quickly come up with one, is because a bad antagonist is not rememberable. It's not, you yeah, can't, that's I can't true. remember him. It's not significant enough for me to spring it up into my memory. And once your story has that, I feel like your story just lacks. <laughs> I mean, like Daniel it said, it's, it's good to, you know, it's, it's amazing to have. People are just all about chaos. I mean, there's my hater. I love him. He's just, you know what? <laughs> Screw all of you. I'm going to kill every K- single K- one. Do you know why? Because it's fun. And this is just who I am. I've been, uh, I have br- been, was breathed into the world just for chaos. Um. And I like that character. But I feel like for me, personally, my what I think a great character is, I need you to have a motivation. Mm. And I need to, they need some motivation, sorry, to be, to have some credence, like Daniel said. Like, um, that's why I think Joker, like when people, <laughs> Joker is just a, a great villain for me because especially because of the score he made like basically everyone's one bad day away from being a horrible, movie. horrible villain. I think that's it. Mm. You can uh, go down a path and believe something. I think that's one you need to do. You have to have a strong belief on something. It can be good. Like Ghetto. He was good. But he had a strong belief. But you had to you had to see him and follow him. The slightly the belief just started changing from one part to the other. It wasn't like all of a sudden even keep looking at him, even keep reading the story, you, you see like, oh, this guy's thinking, what's going on? This world is not the way I thought it was going to be. It's going to change a little bit. Mm. I think that's what you need to have for me to be like, oh, wow, that's an amazing feeling. That's mm. an amazing feeling. I mean, Aizen is, I love Aizen. Eisen is good. And Eisen is just, I think it was just a victim of his own amazingness in a way. Uh, I love that kind of character too, but I prefer the, the flamingo. He, mm. <laughs> he was just a kid. That was used to stuff, and they were like, "This is how I was raised." Then all of a sudden, his dad just like switched it on him, <laughs> and he was like, "Wait, what the hell is going on?" Then obviously, the way the world treated him for that and everything, and you can't be surprised when I need to be like, when I'm looking at the backstory, it's like, "Okay, I understand how he got to that point." I think that's one another important thing for me. If yeah, I don't understand how he got from A to B, like, wait, he was a good guy before, and now he's a bad guy. It can be something as simple as they killed my mother. You know what? Screw all of them. At least that's mm-hmm. simple I understand it. But if it's yeah. complicated and it's like contrived and like, wait, how did it get from A to B? I don't understand like the motivation. How did they switch from like, you know what, I'm fine. It's I'm like, I have a belief, but it's not that bad to yeah. everyone is burn. That's smooth. That transition needs to be smooth. It needs to be understandable. Even going to make it complicated, make sure it's written well. Even make it simple, make sure you stick to the point and go through. But yeah, that was a great
2: point by Daniel. Yeah, and that's one one last thing to close off. Um, when you were mentioning about the protagonist, I mean antagonist, being um having his own goal and being separated from the protagonist, I like that point yeah. because sometimes you get quite commonly the antagonist who's quite similar to the protagonist. Uh, I'll use Haiku as an example, where you see Hoshiomi and Hinata, they're quite similar in build in the challenges they face in placing volleyball. But what yeah. Furudati did very well is that he establishes Hoshiyomi's goals very separate to Hinata and the way he wants to play, what he wants to be as a player and yeah. what he did to achieve that. And I think that's some, um, I don't want to go into manga spoilers, but like how those two become great, but in different ways, this shows yeah. how how versatile he is as a rival, because he showed that even though you're short it doesn't mean you have to play this way you can play that way and that way even while you're <clears throat> short and it also shows yeah. how Hoshiomi and Hinata they're not they might be similar in their build but in their mindset they're different and they <laughs> excel at different things and even though Hoshiyomi he sees Hinata as a rival and someone he wants to beat it's not something where he's like oh yeah this is just Hinata. Hinata is just one person on the team of six. You know like mm-hmm. I was always talking about the six who are stronger wins. So yeah. he's he's thinking he's thinking about Hinata but he's just an extra. He's his goal is always to reach the top and I like that. Yeah. 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 that's a Good point.
0: Um,
1: Anthony Sergio? Um I think the thing that really um stood out to me when I was thinking about this is I was kind of reflecting on the industry and we know how the anime industry is first and foremost is to create money create wealth and (laughs) um, market share and growth and stuff like that and i was thinking that um even though i i love the the question i fear when these industry individuals get like a kind of synopsis or a formula where they think this is a how to create a perfect antagonist. Because you know what I mean especially when you're looking at such a subjective um an individual um, thoughts process on what is and what should be and what should make up uh, antagonist that will reinvest you as an individual into that story. And because I was thinking, originality and creativity for me is first and foremost like the the most important thing. Like how the ability for the antagonist to express um, a different train of thoughts, like you guys said, different goals, and to reach a you know a unique perspective yeah. on the events that's happening in their world. I don't I don't want and I dislike very generic. And very, um, even though generic and simple stuff have their place, um, yeah. I dislike it when it's done for for the sake of that's what people think is how we should portray an antagonist. Because yeah. as you, as everybody says, it you need that depth um, when necessary. You need that um, that storyline when necessary. How well they link to the journey of our protagonist and other people within that world. Uh, And we have so many examples of that. So even, um, and obviously you see that in the greats, in the great um, shonen, you know, the the top tier, the the story and the journey of um, the antagonist can be taken by itself and viewed by itself. And you appreciate that journey, you appreciate. um, And sometimes you empathize, sometimes you dislike, sometimes you hate, but it really doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that their journey has enabled you to have those feelings. It has to stir something in me. Like If I'm reading an antagonist and it's just like, I'm not. I don't feel anything. I'm like, what am I reading? Like, actually, what am I actually watching or reading? Like, it doesn't. <laughs> really I'm, I'm, really you know what true. I mean? I need to. Every time, every time I saw um Johan, Gohan, whoever's name. Um, every time I. That's it. Every time I saw um Isabella. Every time, even when I saw Eisen, when I saw Pain, mm-hmm. when when I saw those guys, I felt something. You know what I mean? I had to. I was like, what? nah i hate this guy no i love this just oh she's waving you know what i mean and that's what um i thought the focus should be always on it should be on how creatively you can portray these individuals that sparks something new because by the time like how much like think about it daniel we've Mm -hmm. read and watched so many things we've seen all the basic archetypes of um what antagonist could be. Bro, I can't be I'm I'll be bored. Like I would just stop watching anime if you come out with the same kind of characteristics and stuff like that. I'm like, nah. So I feel like that's what really
0: plays the like, most impact on me. Yeah. It makes sense because um don't I see this is not slander or anything because I love Black Clover but that's I <laughs> what I think. What I think. <laughs> um I love Black Clover but the I don't know I haven't Villains in Black Over is just no. No. No not not a single one. They're not bad bad villains. They're just not good. Not, it's just not good. I think that's one of mm. the main things um the series lack. Especially we're gonna transition into another thing, but I just because the main character, the protagonist, I've seen his archetype already. basically. And I blame Naruto for that a lot. Because was almost like a blueprint. Cause <laughs> yeah dragon ball <laughs> dragon ball was not this was not dragon ball because dragon ball was the main character goku wants like i want to fight good and um, powerful people and that's what to be the strongest that's what i want to do but Naruto to um, start the whole i mean i'm sure it wasn't the first because um the, obviously there's a lot of anime mm-hmm. even before um, naruto but i think it was one of the most popular it like it's one of the things that set a goal for the main character like i want to be the king of this i want to be the best of this mm-hmm. like yeah naruto on one piece and naruto was more popular here so I was like, not blame Naruto, but Naruto set that goes like, I want to be the strongest in this thing. So I've seen the archetype already. So, and I've seen the antagonist that was in the way, and they were good. I mean, Payne, Payne was one of the greatest. Madara, I've seen characters like that. So, okay, this is this certain type of archetype when it comes to the protagonist. I need an equally good antagonist to match that up. But once you have a good archetype like that, because like we say before, when it's cliche, it doesn't mean it's bad we need yeah. it just feels one-sided when it comes to black clover because it's like okay he has a goal can someone interrupt <laughs> that goal please but no one it doesn't have to be like oh i'm no i'm gonna be the king of the pirates not you i'm gonna be the hokage not you it's just like i don't know if like pain if this village is destroyed obviously you can't be so <laughs> the king okay. of <laughs> so it can't be Okage if there's no footage to be Okage over. So that's like a song that disrupt
2: disrupts his goal and the protagonist's goals. But there's no one. I feel like there's no memorable antagonist. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm trying not to like make because I love black cover. People like making fun of black cover
0: a lot, but there was, it's just I feel like most of the time, if Asa just ignores
2: most of his things and stuff like that, it's gonna be fine. Uh the only thing i would argue is the the thing with the elves i don't think he could have ignored that oh true true, and true, the, true, and this current arc as well i don't know if you're up to date so i'm not gonna spoil you but i'm not, not completely not completely i'm just, okay, well, behind. If, 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 but... uh, just i'll just put it simply if he ignores this then there's there's no kingdom to be with uh be, king you know, of, you know, so... okay maybe that's what we need so we need
0: okay we have the archetype that okay if it if he doesn't do something it's gonna happen but you need to develop the characters because before i took a break all these characters i mean they were cool but that's it. Like yeah. Dante, everyone, I forgot the names. The girls, the blood girls, They were good. They were good. I was like, I, I, I need more. That's why I like the elf story, I guess. Mm. And I guess the antagonist. I think that's... You can say that they were mem- memorable antagonists, but that was a good story because you, you you could see that backstory and stuff like that. And maybe when we get a backstory, I think the backstory is one of the most important thing important nice. things to a villain. I think you to yeah. have a good backstory. Or if you don't know about it from the start, we need a backstory, but then, then again, there's some characters we don't even know the full backstory, like Blackbeard. Um, yeah, it's, it's still clean, and Blackbeard is like when you're talking about um Hoshiumi and um, Hinata, that, that just brought up in my mind because Blackbeard has the, basically the same goals as Luffy in general, but he's just going about it in a different type of way completely. He wants freedom as well, mm-hmm. but oh, he doesn't just, care how he
2: gets it. His speech in Jaya is. Forever f- forever top top five. Dreams will never Ultra. will never die. The Pirates stage of doubt speech was iconic. It's iconic. Like that's why when people good. say can, they skip Dragon and Skype. The yeah. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. Can you can see, see the, the panel.
0: panel yeah, like when you're sitting down, they have Luffy oh and Zero baby. with nami him in pie Still my head anytime that happens it just, it's just rent free it's 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 really good so and so i think you have to be a good like a good 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 um good mangaka to make a black story at all i can't remember any more because just one piece in my head right now but i feel like i'm probably more kind of mangakas that just have characters with no backstory and they're still good but majority of the time you need a backstory i need to yes, know why Eisen he's doing
2: counselor. Eisen, yeah, I a mean, backstory he was wavy <laughs> yeah i mean he had a little bit but not too much not really because i think the only backstory was in the Vides' arc and that wasn't Vizor, really his yeah, thing yeah. Like, we never really saw I, what made Eisen true, you,
0: you know? know it's from on another person's backstory and still he became a better character from that mad but yeah Eisen and blackbeard no, no backstory and yeah you just know what they want they tell you like mm-hmm. this is what i want and i'm gonna get it and it makes sense to them but They're very if, straightforward characters. Very straightforward and it's good and but we need a backstory for most characters and if the backstory flops, then I'm like, yo, um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't really care. So with the new stuff, the way I took a break from Black Cover and that was one of the reasons. I was like I get this there's like stakes at hand, but I just don't care, bro. Like this I instead like feeling like get this over with, please, quickly. Defeat them and go. I don't wanna feel that about any antagonist mm. ever. I don't want to be like, All I right, see. just hurry up. Just, them and let's move on with the story before we know this might be the end arc of um, Black Clover. i don't even know but i'm still feeling like you know get over it just defeat them power up please mm. get your horns and stuff like that and let's move on unless um. i feel like that's so, okay let me take a break <laughs> let me take a break um. i don't feel this way about Black Clover. It's, it's been good it's not the best like i'll never say black over is the best anime of all time don't get me wrong but i enjoy it but i think that's one of the biggest weaknesses of the show there's no memorable antagonist like you know what there's madara from naruto this pain from Naruto, this black brother have yeah. that
2: yeah we need to have at least that one okay
0: that one guy and when i came to black Clover i'm like mm, I, I don't know what to say so
2: i think yeah that shows the importance of um antagonists in the, in the story really mm. I, you, I, I think about black clover's ending i don't think because we still have the stuff with the Diamond Kingdom, so depending on True. how this arc ends, we'll see. But and also like Yami's land, like since they introduced that yes. like, he's from a different um, what's it continent? Yeah. I don't think they'll end the series without touching, maybe going over there because uh, yeah. what's his name Tabata has been quite good with explore, exploring different regions yeah. of the world. So, but yeah, yeah, his world building is is decent. Yeah. But, he's doing it slowly he's not rushing it that's what i like it it's like, i agree slowly, i was quite happy to go heart. to the what's it heart kingdom yeah. and then now we're in the spade but you're back to yeah. antagonists we're doing bad antagonists next or like what who who is a bad antagonist what makes a bad antagonist he, or things yeah, we just yeah. don't like in a bad antagonist yeah okay things I okay. just like you know what i don't i don't i don't like this an antagonist mm, i have to think i have to think I didn't
1: think so because it's a bit harder it's tough because like we said before like if we ever see a manga or we're watching an anime that has a bad antagonist man's not really going to continue reading or watching it if if they play a heavy role in what makes or what is seemingly going to make this a great manga or anime because bro if you're bad that's it like I know there's they if you're that your main character that you need to be good are not good and they have um they have characteristics that will really impede your enjoyment, yeah. I'm not going to
0: continue yeah. yeah um that's true because if if antagonist is bad i mean there's some but if ever- prot- protagonist is bad as well I'm not continuing that but I feel mm-hmm. like I've continued that's so true. many um stories with a bad protagonist i might have a bad protagonist and. Still enjoyed the show because of those strong, other characters and the antagonists were good. There's a thing in my head I like, forgot, and there's a anime I wanted to say but I forgot. But yeah, if antagonist is bad and it, like Rigel said, it plays a main role. It's just uh, no. So is I, can't, it. I can't watch that story. I can't watch story. I don't have the specific things people do, but I have like like uh general things like I cannot be annoyed with the antagonist. If I think I'm, Antagonist is annoying, like whiny stuff like that. I can't. Yeah, I was thinking I the same. Think, antagonist needs to. I love my antagonist educated. You can't be stupid because it doesn't just make it believable. You're really getting beat up by a stupid person. <laughs> you yeah, need to okay. be educated. You need to be like more believable, believable as a villain mm. or antagonist. You know, the things you do uh calculated. Is done well. I love my like, more calculated villains than, and even not calculated. I can just be You So. Overwhelmingly strong that you know they can't do anything, but if you're weak not weak, but even not that strong if I can completely comfortably say that oh the main character can beat you and you're not that smart as a villain I just don't care. I like, I'm going back to one piece of love but WAPO. I did not. I was like, you know what? I don't care about this guy. There was no stakes. He can buy stuff. He can eat stuff. At, he's not smart He's not calculated. He's not overwhelmingly strong.
2: Yeah, I might have to call cat yeah, because hit. it's not WAPO he came. He got put in the mud, and he worked his way back to the top. Got his own kingdom True. off the back of his True. own devil fruit ability. But no, I'm Come not. On, gonna, I'm not gonna go save Wapu because he stinks. But well, that that story was good. I can't lie. I was surprised when
0: I was reading the cover story. This man <laughs> went from the bottom. Trademark patented. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I feel like um, I had, yeah, Wappo was just I don't know. Um, I can't remember many villains or antagonists. antagonists, like, but if you're not overly strong and if you're not smart at the same time, and Wapu just was just perfect for that, I, I don't feel, he just makes, I, I'm not interested, I don't care about you at all.
1: I kind yeah, of feel you. sorry for, uh, I'll just quickly say this, I kind of feel sorry for antagonists, like a tad, a tad because it, there's not really a lot of flexibility when it comes to your, the lanes you can go in as a character depending on how well the writer is. But most of the time, there's a lot of inflexibility when it comes to antagonists. So you can't, you can't be like heavily, it's not most likely going to work out for you if you're a heavily comedic antagonist, because not a lot of people are going to take that kind of individual series. Look at um, Buggy. you know the ever him serious. And when it comes to uh your, your intelligence, like even like Ed was saying, you kind of have to be fairly like have a lot of charisma, mm-hmm. intelligence. Like, you're not really going to have uh, or really like warm up to an, indiv- an individual, an antagonist that, is, that has zero charisma and has r- zero likability. It kind of has to be likable. Like, there's a lane that they kind of have to fit into, and there's not really a lot of like variation you can like take out of it, if you know what I mean.
2: Mm, I agree I agree I think for me I think bad antagonist is probably linked with bad writing so maybe it's not against the person themselves but just how the story is constructed so if the writing Mm -hmm. isn't executed well so like there's no I feel like just take the things that I like and flip it so if the antagonist has no personality nothing that really attracts me to him and he doesn't have like presence it doesn't make me scared it doesn't make me feel mm-hmm. like oh yeah th- what this guy's saying is right or if he's a chaos merchant like if i feel like the chaos is not chaosing, and i'm just not feeling what he's doing then yeah if i have no if i'm feeling apathetic towards the character then i feel that's more on the writing than the character itself but um definitely i hear what you're saying about the writing but I think, and um, how we're a lot more, I guess, I forgot the word, but I guess, strict on antagonists and the criteria to what a good antagonist will be. But maybe that's just because of how important the role they play in the story, how they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be drawing out our protagonists, opposing the protagonists, challenging their ideals, making them question their ideals, maybe causing causing what's it changes in the protagonist maybe that's why we're so strict on them and i think also when we're thinking about antagonists we also have to pay mind to the story like or genre because if it's like a slice of life show or manga because i was thinking about this when i'm thinking about slice of life manga or series i've read it's sometimes it's quite hard to establish a antagonist as a person sometimes it's like much be a person sometimes it's like more of a abstract thing like a concept or maybe it's an organization so yeah but i think yeah i definitely agree with what you were saying about how we're a lot more strict but and maybe we need to be less strict but yeah so it's, it's a hard one hard definitely
1: it's, it's kind of crazy because when you when you even look at it in that kind of perspective you realize that the antagonist of the series is actually slightly more important than the the protagonist like is it's actually crazy to say but they they really um like you said are made to bring out everything from the world and really challenge um everybody's ideals and everybody's that thought process they are the they're kind of like the foundation of how um how far your um protagonist will go and how well um your protagonist will I don't know like be taken in by the readers or the viewers readers mm. or the viewers because if um you have that luckluster um antagonist that does not um and is not able to propel the story in any type of way at all then what is even the protagonist looking like like is i feel like it's very one leans heavily more on the other like the pro if you think of the protagonist he he really needs he or she really needs the antagonist like they they need that if not there is no story
2: yeah definitely especially if it's a character driven story like if the characters are the main thing the author wants to bring his fan base towards his series then definitely he needs his writing of the antagonist to be strong especially if it's like more mm-hmm. of a series where it's maybe dealing with themes of confrontation or conflict or maybe like they're mm-hmm. working towards something and then you're trying to introduce this rival. So I definitely agree that, that antagonists might sometimes play a more important role, just I yeah. guess conceptu- conceptually when you're doing your writing because of what they might bring to your story, Cause a lot of times like when we're talking about these Shonen series we always we always are mentioning like if you're talking about Hunter Hunter everyone's always talking about Meruem and Krollo mm-hmm. and then like because those are like what people say like these are how you write the villains sometimes they even talk more about than Conan and Killua which just goes yeah. to show when it's done right it really does elevate the series to like a different level so I, re- I guess that's why we harp on it so much
1: because when you think about it it's definitely the thing that draws you in even it's weekly like the things we, we um the, the mangas we choose to read weekly and the animes we choose to view weekly most of the time it can be said generally that we come back to see how the protagonist is going to overcome what the antagonists have put in place you know what i mean mm. we come back to see that 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 friction and that overcoming if there's if the antagonist is unable to do a good enough job in putting barriers and obstacles where our protagonists don't have to um make significant changes in their character and their judgment in their action to overcome then those series are the ones that we put to the back burner you know the mm-hmm. ones where it's not a must to watch or read like you enjoy you enjoy it you definitely still enjoy it. you can't just say oh they are bad series but you're not captivated enough to be like oh it's out on it's out on Monday it's out on Sunday I have to... look look at how we are on attack. how everybody is on Attack on Titan it's a must that you see it on when it drops because you obviously because of first and you know you're going to get spoilt if you don't see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because twitter and that and everything is a madness and <laughs> hey people out there stop spoiling things please please bro i like, beg begging <laughs> but obviously also you have to see it because you, you want to know how our characters are going to progress and especially in crunch time situation how they're going to progress and really jump over the hurdles and really push through what the antagonists have really put in place and i mean if you if you don't have that like that i feel like they definitely the enjoyment of the series the levels just go way down go way way down
2: yeah i think that's a that's a good that's a good um point to i guess end that discussion we were having but um another thing how i was talking about how antagonists can be bigger than just a person and also how you were talking about what the antagonist is doing, like if they don't have a solid plan and if mm. they, if it's not if you don't feel a threat and the protagonist has no um what's it issue dealing with what you're putting out like it's not really um trouble for them to beat you. And if you're like if this is like a constant theme then obviously people aren't going to feel tension or suspense in your manga. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy, Ah, I'm reading this series because X is always applying pressure to A. No, A is always doing whatever he wants, and X tries to apply pressure, but it's just more of a thing where it's an annoyance at this point. Like A is just vibing, and then X tries to do something, and it always fails, and why is this character here? But one thing from... This isn't even an anime. It's from, like, a cartoon, Young Justice. Like, you have this group called The Light, and they're, like, the antagonists and the overarching antagonists. And what I like about The Light is that you'll see throughout the season, they put in... They're working with other villainous groups, right? And then we have our protagonists who combat these groups, but they always have, like, a bigger plan, a bigger picture. So even though yeah. it looks like their alleys are losing what they're trying to do is still working like it's just that it looks like the protagonists are advancing but the story's always letting you know the light is here, they're working and they're slowly getting what they want and we're seeing that they're always, they always have like a contingency plan that's another thing why I like Crocodile because he was so smart when he was in Alabasta He didn't know Luffy was going to be there to mess him up. But when he recognized Luffy was a threat, he dealt with him three times. And on the third time he lost because he was just not in the right mindset. But people often forget, like, Crocodile was able to deal with Luffy two times. Even when Luffy prepared his plan, Crocodile dealt with him quickly and he had the bomb in the plaza. Like, they tried to stop it. It was on a timer. So they had to get Pell to fly up. And yeah. it's just those things that you're like, oh yeah, crocodile. That's a great antagonist because of how smart he is. How he was kind of like a there's a, there's probably like a special term, but like how he was, he just fit the desert theme of Alabaster and like how what he was doing, how he was draining life from that country by um living there, bearing his influence, trying to instigate um conflict between the revolutionaries and the kingdom. How he was trying to control the country from the underneath and just rise up so he could take over to get what he wanted. Every- I think yeah. everything about Hokuleo was like what made him such a iconic antagonist because I feel like Oda did everything right because that was probably the first person like in the story where you looked at him and you're like, oh, I don't know how I don't know how we're gonna get out of this one because. Especially that first performance, it was so dominating, so it scared you because he had his timer and he was like, "Okay, time's up," and he dealt with Luffy so quickly. You are just left gobsmacked, and Luffy and Oda had to come up with two things to save Luffy. Both times, oh yeah, Robin's here, so he's good, and then oh, the drop yeah. of water he spat up just conveniently managed to hit him and rehydrate him. <laughs> right well, that's cool that's cool
1: i loved i loved luffy's face after the drop of water came back and hit him even he knew this was some crud writing to 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 let him live he knew he should have died man
2: damn he's lucky that's all i'm saying <laughs> but um is there any Too other any things you any other things you want to mention about antagonists
1: um on, like I said, on top of what everything you just said it's I don't think there's any um, road deep because of how subjective the matter is because even when I'm thinking about it now as I sit down when you brought up the different genres genres, it's hard to really pinpoint what kind of um, what kind of characteristics will bring out the best in your um, in your protagonist from an antagonist point of view and what kind of um, what kind of individual um dream or in anything in general they have to um they have to be or um mm. hold you know i mean i forgot i can't even find the right word to explain it but the, that kind of a kind of individual is hard to put an objective on what it has to be but i really liked what you how you put it out there the main thing is definitely how much friction you can cause with the story, and how much, um, how um, you're able to. Even though your 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 main thing as a antagonist is not to stop the protagonist because you have your own kind of goals and stuff, but what happens in your direct actions that leads to situations that definitely impact the story in general and going on with the crocodile like you said just having that intelligence you don't want an um, individual that loses because they're ignorant or naive and be like oh i just didn't see that coming you know what i mean that's is at this point is not believable like the way crocodile was done so well like you articulated is because you knew that was legit by chance and luck that luffy won in the end like that crocodile was so so good in in how he manipulated the situation and had full control of the scenario that on the third fight it was only by like the chance and everything that happened in the story to that point that he lost and that's Mm -hmm. what really makes a great antagonist in the end is someone that doesn't lose because of the story needs him to lose. I I don't, you can't lose because this is necessary for the story. You know what I mean? It can't be easy. It has to be a, a conclusion that fits um the world the system the systems that's been established by the writer and fits um the narrative of our protagonist and how they have um collided and stuff that's how it has to be if you just end up losing by a whim over something that was like we went through this whole journey that's why i feel kind of scared for one piece because the journey is so long that the importance of the end becomes crucial. And it comes back with all stories that are very long and mm-hmm. well-developed. Your end now, it's so significant and how you um, finish is, is crazy. That's a lot of pressure on the story writers. But I'm sure, I'm sure Golda can do it. I'm sure. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Trusting Oda. Even though sometimes if I go into it, I'll be ranting for like an hour. But I think to close off i think what i want to do is end with a recommendation so recommend a series with an an antagonist to you really enjoy or maybe someone who you see like their influence on this series you're watching or reading like without this person the series won't be as attractive to you someone who or an antagonist whose presence in that series is needed, who tries the story, influences the story, or is just written very well, or how they're used within the story is very well done by the author.
1: Oh, this is a, is a... That is such a good one. And I think for me, I definitely have to go to the first one I recommended, and Johan Lyons from Monster. Like, mm. He um He just... He did, and he did so much as, especially throughout the series, how he was so mysterious and uh, he was like a, a puff of smoke that um, our protagonist and everybody was so unaware of. Like, how can you be so? It was, it was so, um, it was so wild to think that somebody with enormous presence and enormous like importance in everything that was happening was a ghost was like a puff of smoke in the story and our protagonist was then his mission was to try and gather that smoke and trap it which is the most impossible thing especially when you you see how intelligent he is and that's why he he's so great his how he opposes and he um how he like that sets him apart it sets him apart from any other antagonist i've ever um read about because throughout the story you 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 drive up like a deep hatred for him especially with and and it was mostly confusion like you you are as blind as everybody in this series with your understanding of this um character and for him to have that impact especially so early on in the series to have that kind of impact when i didn't even I would describe it as i couldn't even see his face i couldn't i didn't know the character but to have that mm-hmm. impact on the story is is so incredible like some other individuals i wouldn't even like mention them like they don't compare because even when you know everything about them they don't even drive the story like this guy uh, this guy did like he he drove the story and made me every week bang this out i was like i was like right. do you know what?" after you read you're like you're breathing deeply i'm like why am you breathing deeply for this is it's just a manga like how am i feeling the psychology of everything that happened in this manga incredible and I, like, read monster i might one day watch the
2: anime mm, wow you saw that spectacularly like i've heard so much good things about this guy johan Lieber, just from like everyone like you just you're just echoing their thoughts and I really like the way you framed it, like how he's a puff of smoke and the guy's trying to gather the smoke, but that's impossible because, of course, you can't gather smoke with your hands. Like it was, It's always going to slip through the cracks no matter what you do. No matter what you but, do. But I think for me, who I'm going to pick for my antagonist, who I feel like their influence on the story is very strong. It's from a manga I recently read, Runway the Warate or Smiled on the Runway. And just a short background, it's basically a fashion manga where we have two protagonists, one who's trying to be the top model and the other who's trying to be a fashion designer. And the antagonist in this series is, I'm going to say the modeling industry because their bias towards... So basically our main character, she is a model. She wants to be a model, but she doesn't have the height to be a model. She's only... 158 centimeters and to be a model or for most people to recognize you you have to be above 175 so she's always at a disadvantage just solely because of her height she can have the best skill in the room but just because she's not tall enough she will never be she will not be coveted as much as someone who is that level of height so and the reason why i wanted to say the modeling industry it's because of the bias that they constantly apply to her throughout the series. Like, you see, whenever she's trying to do something, the only thing that they mention is the height. They're like, oh, she's so short. She's so short. Like, the height the height is such a strong factor on her ability, even though she's so good, irregardless of her being short. And what I like is it's consistent throughout the series. Even though we see how she improves constantly you will see in the background like oh yeah do you really think you can make it with that height you're not good enough you should give up modeling because you're not tall enough and the goal she's trying to reach to be walking on the paris um fashion collection like to reach that level you need to be doing you need to be like a highly popular model and constantly like the people are saying, yeah, you can't do this, you're not tall enough. The world is basically against her. And she has to somehow maneuver an industry where she is naturally at a disadvantage at something she can't even control. So that's why I really find that in series interesting because of what is introducing, like the dialogue of like what goes in uh what goes into a fashion collection, how you even structure your collection, like the music, the outfits. What kind of outfits you design like what what is high fashion what um what's the role of a fashion designer even like how how they pick their models what the model actually has to do when she's walking down the runway like the different techniques the posture how she walks what what she does with her hands like it goes into so much detail and like when we're seeing when we're seeing her shine it makes it so enjoyable because we see in, in spite of the backlash the discrimination she receives she's still able to shine she's still able to demonstrate that yeah, I can be a top model because of the even even if i'm sure and that's why I find the series quite enjoyable because of the constant pressure it's like um it's it's like what I like is I like when people are like going down on someone they don't have any faith, and then someone just proves them wrong and you that moment right there, that's like one of the best moments for me, personally. I, that's why I enjoy um, Diamond of Ace so much, because people don't, they don't rate Sao Moro compared to F- Furia. So whenever Sao shines, and whenever he's in that tense situation, I'm sure you know, Rizzo, he goes into so many situations, they're like, oh, switch him out, bring in Kawakami, and he does performs. He eats in those high-pressure situations and he always performs. He always gets the guy out. And it's just those moments right there. Like, you're just like, yes, we knew he could do this. You guys should have been awake. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those... if I'll I'll do those to no Ace and Smile Down the Runway because those moments when you see your, your MC perform, especially when you know the work they put in against all odds, great, great moments no i hear that that's that's facts like it really it
1: really makes you feel like the journey has been worth it like your mm, journey definitely. with these characters has been is it's been fruitful and like yeah so like, you have to be sound for those
2: underdogs i had to for their shine yes 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 um so unfortunately ed had to disappear midway through but we we tried to hold it down for him Maybe we'll do like a... Actually, let me not even promise anything. If there's something added <laughs> extra, you'll hear it in the recorder, but yeah.
0: Yo, this is post-production Ed here. You know, I had to I had to give my own recommendation. I had to. So, um, thank you for Daniel and Roger holding it down. But my recommendation for a character that was so great, was such a good antagonist that you need to watch the series, is... um. Axlad from Villain Saga I would say There's no Villain Saga At least there's one of it There's no Villain Saga without Axlad. It's just impossible You can't have him And have Villain Saga In two separate situations It's just That's how good he is And let's not even talk about how he Impacts the Protagonist Torfin I mean It's one of the It's one of the Um Antagonists or villains that you like—it makes you question. Like, is he doing something wrong? Is he really a bad guy? But then you have to remember, like, this guy killed babies for fun, literally. (laughs) A whole village. It doesn't, regardless of gender, age, like position. He killed. He kills people to get what he wants. He has a goal in mind, and he's going to get it, no matter who, who or what the person is. A king. You just need to watch it. I don't want to spoil too much because it's a recommendation after all. But yeah, the impacts, but the impact on the uh, main character's life in general and his story. Can you imagine if someone did, like, okay, a little bit of spoilers because I can't even talk about Axel without bringing this up. But imagine if someone killed your dad, and somehow he becomes your third figure, but he's still the antagonist. Exactly. You need to watch Villain Saga just because of Axlad. He, at some point, you think he's the protagonist because of how much he drives the story forward. The story can't be driven forward without Axlad. So he's the goat. You need to watch Villain Saga. If you haven't watched Villain Saga by now, what are you doing? Season 2 is coming soon. Farmlad Saga. So it's time to catch up. Villain Saga is really good. I don't want to spoil too much because I can go for like an hour talking about Axlad and the way he thinks. He's philosophies and why he's such a beautiful character but yeah Axlad, you know the true king of wales we love him
2: um this is this was episode nine of the AK mindset podcast what we like in an antagonist it was me daniel signing off
1: likewise catch you guys in a bit
2: bye and also bye from ed too <laughs> deuces Oh, oh, oh.